Welcome to the Midwest Flyways Podcast. Is this enough energy for you, Joey Vasallo? Could be a little bit better. Woo! <laughs> Woo! That's probably way too loud. <laughs> hey, you know what? Can I get a beer? Yeah, I can get I you want a beer. beer, dude. You want an outlaw, dude? Yeah, I want an outlaw beer. Give me one. This podcast brought to you by Outlaw Beer. And if you haven't tried it yet, it's probably because it's not in your state. Otherwise, then you would have tried it, obviously. Correct, mm-hmm. Joe? Yeah, that's true. 100%. It's in Illinois, and I know you're listening in Illinois, so you should go get it. Illinois, Montana, Kansas, Colorado. Joey's memorized. So many other states. So many. Did it well, just come to six Nebraska? More states, I remember. Yeah, it right? did just come to did, Nebraska. Yeah. yeah, Nebraska's on the list now. The Hoosiers or whatever they're called, right? <laughs> what? Cornhuskers. <laughs> yes. Okay. Big whatever. Sports. Guy. sports. With a Z. That's just, that's just culture there, son. Sports, dude. Uh, uh, sports. <laughs> you can't even have the headphones on like sports. that, dude. Now, now you got to do the one headphone up. That's how they do it. <laughs> got to go one above the bill. You guys, coolest shit ever just happened. Duck opener. Yeah. Are you shitting me? Yeah. We just shot ducks, yeah. dude. And it felt yeah. so... <laughs> It felt so good. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, you'll it's fun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> unbelievable. No, it was. It was unreal. We had a great time. We had such a good crew out there. What the is wrong with you, dude? What? <laughs> <laughs> you ever bad? Yeah. <laughs> yeah we did have a good outside. crew. We just chilling outside. <laughs> unbelievable. But yeah, I mean, you you probably heard it on the last podcast because we had Wade and Q Tip on. But man, we had so much fun. That was like three days ago. God, it felt so good. Yeah, that was literally three days ago. So good math and knowing your days. And we did have a very fun time. Saturday, were we a little late? Yeah. We were a little late. Yeah, we were a little late. Would you say, who would you say is most responsible for the lateness? Wade and Q-Tip. Okay. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Where they're like, man, we want to go to bed so we can get some sleep. And I was like, cool. And then... And then we didn't go to bed. And then I didn't go to bed. And the next morning, we have two vehicles going. We have three. We have three vehicles right. there. Right. And they're like, who's riding with who? And I was like, well, I have nobody in my truck right now, so someone can jump in my truck. And then they took that as, let's put everybody in my truck. Right. And I'm like, no, I have a dog. Like, figure this out. And they just put so much shit into my back seat. I'm like, get it out. And so we're just sitting there in the driveway, like trying to figure this shit out. You drive a little baby boy truck with no back seat, and so does Gavin. I had three people in my truck. Yeah, and but my, you have a baby my, boy backseat. All seat. the stuff from Wade in them was <laughs> all in my bed. But it's a baby boy backseat. Not a comfy backseat. Yes. Right. Correct. Quad if you are over five foot five, mm-hmm. can't fit back there. Hunter can. Because he's under five foot five. He packed him good. <laughs> He's eight years old. He's five foot five. Hunter Dillon. Well, anyway, so it was definitely Wade's fault because that is the most disorganized person I've ever met in my life. You were the last one up. I was not the last one up. Who was? You were. No. Yeah. I didn't wake anybody up, but. I know we woke you up. Grant called. You know. You, you know how I was already awake. Do you know how um, quickly I got into my truck? You were the last person outside. No. Yeah. No, I'm saying, do you know how quickly I got into my truck? Everything was already ready to go. I literally walked outside into the vehicle, and I was ready to go, and they're like, who's going in what truck? I'm like, figure it out yourselves. Are you over 30? Can you figure out how to get yourself into a vehicle? I think there might be some people here deflecting a little (laughs) bit of blame. Just a little. Just a little bit of blame. (laughs) Got in your truck fast at five forty. <laughs> We're supposed to leave at five fifteen. I was in my truck by five twenty-five. He did get in it fast, and his shit was all in there. But we didn't leave for another twenty minutes, and that was not my fault. Yeah, it was good though. We had fun. We got set up as fast as possible. It did only take us like twenty-five minutes to get set up, which was mm-hmm. insane, actually. Considering we were walking around with a sawzall cutting down fucking brush. Yeah. 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 Gavin and me were like walking around. And there was like no brush where you pointed to us, you know, pointed mm-hmm. for us to go. And we, f- we like, we're like, well, that was it. And we grabbed like two things. 
<laughs> and then Gavin walked across the road and he's cutting them and I'm like, damn, these things are little, dude. Mm-hmm. We are going to need a lot of these. And we did. But our hide actually was unbelievable. It was a good hide. Like, I really thought, based on how quickly we got set up, that as the sun or the day got brighter, I was going to look at it and be like, yikes. But what it that, really wasn't that bad. What sucked is we were supposed to have like 11 to 20 mile an hour winds, and we had like a three mile an hour wind. Mm-hmm. And also it was foggier than piss. Sucked. And let me tell you, piss is pretty foggy. Really? <laughs> Might want to get checked, but piss is pretty foggy. If Yeah, if you need to get checked, it is. Yeah, Carter, write that down. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, this is the type of <laughs> cat pee that he uses for the SSD. Drugs. Now, if your cat has foggy pee, you bring him to the doctor. The doctor. Yeah. Okay, the veterinarian doctor. Now, if he pisses on the SSD, yes. you also bring him to the doctor to be put down. Because cats should if, not uh, be alive. If your kitty cat was to wander into a room and start... Pissing upon your most prized electronics? <laughs> what would you do with it? But they are not your electronics, so I understand that you do not care, but right. we care because we pay for this product. It is a very expensive <coughs> product. How do you say, I wish there was no pee on it, mm. per se? Mm. And then it would still work. It still right. works. Just not, not as mm. good. And there no, there's no cat pee on it. I also. notice a little bit of deflecting of blame happening. Here. Yes. I smell cat piss from here. <laughs> <laughs> Your Amish beard smells like it the cat pee. the haircut <laughs> of the cat as well as the smell of the cat. <laughs> it is now the cat hair and the cat piss that have infiltrated the studio. Okay, anyway. No Sorry. one understands the inside I joke. So... um. Anyway, yeah, Carter, we missed you. Yep. But you were in Canada? No, I was in a wedding on opener, but I was in Canada two days before. Mm. How was it? Awesome. It was your first time going, right? It was my first time, yeah. And we went up to Saskatchewan. There was no birds. I shouldn't say that. Their normal amount of birds weren't there yet. Yeah, enough to make a grown man cry up there. Yeah, it was 60s and 70s. We were all, I was filming, but it was still, most birds I've seen other than down in Arkansas. Yeah. But the guides, they were upset about the amount of birds. Mm. That shows the difference. Mm. But, yeah, I think in three days, killed like 250-ish. My God. Seven wow. guys. Yeah, it was, it was uh, Just lot. like a mix of everything? Yeah, snows, everything. Snows, specks, honkers. Ducks. Yeah, three eighty-three bird days in a row is pretty good. Yeah, it was, it was very good. Just straight limits? Yeah. And, I mean, you can't shoot honkers in the afternoon. So one day we didn't get a limit of honkers, I think. But yeah, it was it was gross. A lot of birds. God, you excited to go back? Very. And with the weather and where we're going, I think it should be very, very good. Well, yeah, it's gonna be like the 30s every day, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're gonna be hunting with born and raised outdoors. Yeah. In their spot where they go every year for the past six or seven years, and. Uh, It'll be really fun to hunt with them. He actually just posted something on his Instagram, Eric Strand did, of him blowing a uh, African African Blackwood uh, born and raised call, dude. Unreal! Yeah. What that dude sounds like on a duck call. And I messaged him. I was like, I'm not even gonna have to call. He's like, ha ha. I'm like, no, <laughs> like I'm not gonna call ducks if you're doing that. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. He's good, dude. Oh yeah, absolutely. He's really man. good. I'm super pumped. It's gonna be it's gonna be sick because. I think Eric is the one who's been there multiple times and kind of has the setup with the guide figured out with the outfitter. Mm-hmm. So just going to be unbelievable. I mean, I think it sounds like we're getting there and they should have, I think they're getting there two days before us, a day or two before us cool. for sure. Cool. So I think they'll kind of have a pretty good read on what's going on and whatever. <laughs> well, I just, I can't even fathom going out shooting your darks in the morning and snows in the morning and then going out to a pothole killing your ducks in the afternoon dude yeah. i am literally going to lose my shit it's ideal we're gonna have to bring so much migra i know because i'm gonna be a giddy little child just firing into flocks i'm gonna be flock shooting yeah 100 percent. yeah 100 percent flock shooting what's like the average flock coming in for ducks in the afternoon it was about 500 dumping into the deeks yeah, like tornadoing down. Ah. Uh, in the mornings, it was probably about 50 to 100. Oof. 
but then there'd be some big thousand thousand bird flocks coming in. Do you think it's one of those deals where we're going to save our ducks for the afternoon type of a deal or what? It, I would say it depends on the field. I mean, if the ducks are in the field, why aren't we going to shoot them? Yeah, for sure. But yeah, it just depends on the scout. But yeah, I, ducks and snows are the only thing you can shoot in the afternoon. So that's what we did. On you can't one shoot of the days. specs. No, no darks. No darks. I think we've yeah. got like seven or eight shooters. Oof. Yeah, we're gonna put our hurting on them. Yeah, we're gonna put those uh, those knives to work, dude. So what did what did they do with their birds up there? Up there, did they eat them all? Or did they gift them? Or yeah, they ate them. Yeah, I think yeah. they ate them and brought some meat back. Okay, because nice. I know there's a weird stipulation this year of uh, like you always had to travel with a wing on, but at the same time, I think they you are allowed to bring them with the skin on this year because of uh, I saw the that, avian yeah. flu. I should look that up real quick. It just changed. I saw. Yeah, we're going to need to do a little bit of R&D before we actually head up there, I think. Kind of get our facts straight. Yeah. Well, like, Figure what, out was the, what was the deal with the ammo? You could only bring so much? From what, I didn't travel with a gun or ammo, but they did with, like, they had, like, three guys in a truck and had, like, four cases or something. And online it says you can only have 200 rounds, and then you have to pay a duty on any more. I think it's, like, 7 or 15 bucks or whatever. But they Per what, though? I have no idea, okay. but yeah. they didn't check them, so sure. it wasn't an issue. I, I don't know, but I didn't have any issues crossing the border. So, yeah. Did they tell them they were going to hunt? Yeah. They and did. they checked their guns and everything? I I don't know. No, I, was, yeah, I didn't no, ride with no them. I, I had to go separate. Yeah. <laughs> but Okay, here's what it says. <coughs> Attention U.S. hunters traveling to Canada. New guidance by USDA APHIS allows skin to remain on harvested birds during transport back to the U.S. For more information, visit ducks.org slash avian flu. Do we need or a link gun? in our bio? Yes. Yeah. So here's what the picture looks like. Okay. So you can bring a, a full duck back like that with the wing on so they, they can identify it. Sure. So I would love to bring as many ducks back as possible, but the hard part is how many coolers are we going to have to bring? Well, you know, yeah. good lord, yeah. so many. Yeah, I kind of want to buy a bird hitch before we go up, so it's easier to keep the wing on and you know clip the other one with a pair of snaps or something. And yeah, whatever. It's just they? it's just such a pain in the ass, dude. Such how a pain in the ass. Uh, I think they're like 180 bucks. But like with how much traveling we do, it's probably smart. Just because I'm not very good at cleaning them. Like that, I feel like I'd just have to bring a little axe, little uh, hatchet, yeah. you know, and just lop off the rest of the bird. Yeah. So you essentially just have to keep the breastplate on and then one wing, and that takes up a lot of room in your cooler. Yeah. No doubt. And it's gross. I hate how the wing is touching the breast, and it's gross. Really don't like it. When I was snow goose guiding, we did it for all the clients, and uh, using the bird hitch takes a second to get used to, but after a second, it's like, just I wonder. I wonder though if we could bring like saran wrap, you know, like the saran wrap they use on the big rolls, and then you could like actually wrap your duck so it's not getting all touched by the wing. Probably might be easier. Maybe we should get a bird hitch and like a saran wrap wrapper thing. Yeah, might make life easier. You know where we back. can buy one? You no, think they sell uh, my Cabela's or Shields or? Wonder if it's on Amazon. That's Maybe. what I should really do is just look yeah. and see if it's on Amazon. When I was up there though, the amount like the ducks, there's a lot of them, but I'd say eighty to ninety percent were pintails. Yeah. So I don't know if that's going to change by the time we get up there, but there's a lot of pennies. I hope not. I really like shooting pintails. Yeah, but they're they taste so good, dude. They're a little tougher to decoy. Up there they were. Like they're just the big flocks flaring. They weren't flaring. They just didn't. They did their own thing. Weren't as interested. The big flocks of pintails were a lot harder to get in than the big flocks of mallards. Bro, they these things are two hundred and eighty dollars. Two eighty. So one hundred and eighty bucks or a hundred bucks off. God. Right, but if get you want to stay legal, if you want to stay legal and whatever, it's like probably the best way. That is absolute rape. Yeah, like, <laughs> it is a fucking hitch attachment that is just a thing that you just mm-hmm. put a breast on and just rip it down. You should do a video making your own. We should just make our own. Yeah, yeah. dude, that's insane. Go ahead. Yeah, exactly. Go ahead, man. Unbelievable. I um, have full faith in you. 
This podcast, by the way, is also brought to you by Migra Ammunitions, and we had a really fun time with the Migra Boat Ramp Tour and those guys getting here with us for opener. Joey, do you want to talk a little bit about what those guys are doing? Not really. Okay. Actually. Cool. Sounds good. Yeah. You want to talk about anything else about Migra? I can't otherwise. It hits so hard, dude. Migra hits so damn hard. And the amount of people this year that have bought it because they listen to the podcast and watch the YouTube channel and Instagram and all that, and they message me and say, dude, I cannot believe how hard this thing hits. It's like, yeah, dude, that's why we shoot it. It's, yeah, it's, it's the original so stack load. No, it's the best stack load. Right. It's patented. Go. So good. Here, I'll even show you on video. That's how it looks. So what's cool about it is the heavier, larger shot is what comes out first, and then the smaller shot comes out later. So if you don't hit them with the bigger shot, the littler shot is going to wreck them. Yeah. So go check them out. It's like that Dave Chappelle skit where he's like, you shoot him with the buck shot, and then you hit him with the bird shot. You got one shell after the other. Remember that? No. Yeah, okay. I'm really glad you interrupted me for that, though. But... um. You can go and find retailers online so you can find them so you can buy it if they don't have it at your local store. The stuff hits hard, guys. Go check it out. Dude, one of the guys we met when we went and gave out shells, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't think this guy has ever used a computer. And he's like, well, uh, where do I get them? I'm like, you can get them right online. And he's like, oh. He's like, yeah, you know, I've I've never seen them. I've never seen them in runnings, and I've never seen them at you know any of the places I go. And I'm like, well, they were at Shields last year. And he's like, ah, uh, that's why. He's like, I never go to Shields. He's like, just never get out there. And then he's like, just yeah, so how do I get them? I'm like, if you go to RogersSportingGoods.com or MaxPrairieWings.com. And he's looking at me. He's like, and then he turns to his 17 year old son. He goes, Connor, write that down. <laughs> write that down. He said, Rogers Sporting Goods. Remember that, bud. We can get these things shipped right to our door. And so then, like, oh my. 10 minutes goes by, and we're not talking about that at all. He's like, where did you say I could get these shells again? I'm like, you can get them online. They'll just be, she's like, right to my door? Yeah, they'll just ship to your door. Oh, so he's like, dementia case. Where? I'm like, Roger's and Sporting Goods. Gun. And he turns to his son and goes, hey, Connor, Roger's Sporting Goods. Remember that. Write that down. He's awesome. He's turning into my father. Yeah. Yeah, your dad does like to dad you around like that, doesn't he? He really does. Um, getting sick of it. I'm yeah. 30. Right. I don't work for you. Yeah. Don't dad me out. Hey, uh, yeah, can you can you just do that? No, I don't have time. Oh, okay. 35 seconds later. Hey, could you do that? Hey! No! Actually. Don't make me say it a third time. He Two and a half minutes later. <laughs> going again. If you ever wonder how my dad died mysteriously, that's how. Yeah, uh, dude. Just Cain and Abel his ass, you know? Your dad's pole barn is so funny. Uh, <laughs> she dirty, bro. It's unbelievable. There's stuff everywhere. There's so many folding tables in there. Oh, there's 12. It's amazing. Why do you have 12 folding the tables? The funniest part is, so like Joey always gets on his dad about just keeping everything. Yes. And then this weekend, we were out there and I had bought a new bolt to hold on a roller for the boat trailer. And <laughs> it's too short. So I went in the house and I'm like, hey, Rob, any chance you've got a seven inch long, half inch carriage bolt? And he's like, uh, yeah, I think I might have one. Comes out and it is, I could never find anything in there. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. Before I went in to ask him, I tried to find it. Mm. And I was just going to go in there and be like, hey, just a value to you. Can I trade you or whatever? So, dude, I'm out there and he goes right into the garage right to where they are. He's got this little bin, little old ice cream pail. Mm. And it just has in like sloppy handwriting carriage bolts written on the outside of it. Goes right in there. He's like, what about this one, buddy? Pulls it out. Half inch, seven and a half inch long. And I'm like, are you kidding me, dude? Yes, he absolutely had it. No problem. Right there. (laughs) And he goes, he turns to me. He's like, I told you, this is why I don't throw anything away, bud. He's like, you're going to have to just wait till we get inside. <laughs> I'm like, uh-oh. But just implemented the two-year rule with him, whereas if you don't touch it for two years, get rid of it. Yeah. Which there's a lot in there that oh. hasn't been touched in 12 years. Yeah, many times. It's like six bikes. Oh, man, you know, I'm going to have to build another barn out here because we just don't have enough room. How about, how about this? 
rent a dumpster <laughs> for $400, throw it away. Yeah. Get it out of here. Yeah. What do you have? Seven bikes. <laughs> Get them out. It's got seven bikes in there. We bro. have like this beautiful, like, uh, <laughs> we have this, this beautiful pallet, pallet mural of like ducks flying into the sunset. And it's really cool. You it know? It's so sick. And it's my, like a hand painted And thing. Wade or Q-Tip was like, that's really cool. The only problem with it is that there's a bike hanging in front of it. And it's yeah. like, why does he have a, seven bikes? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why he has seven bikes. I can't remember the last time I saw Rob ride a bike. When did he ride bikes? Oh, uh, when he lived in the metro. Oh, so this was like ages ago. Uh, he moved out there full time three years ago. At the okay. s- at the start of COVID, sure. He's technically full time before that already, but not full full time. Yeah, he would come. He would yeah half the week, half the week. Sure, spend more time in South Dakota than Minnesota. But yeah. God. Just crazy. What's with the flies down here? Just I don't know why there's around. so many fruit flies, but... Yeah, like, what is with the fruit flies? I don't know, they're pissing me off. Yeah. They're catching in my peripherals. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unreal. I love it. Anyway. Right. Uh, so, we've been asking Carter all these questions because we... I have never been to Canada. Mm. Have you been to Canada? Uh, yeah, I fished there one time. I was four. Okay. So and no. it was on the Rainy River. So it was like so not no. really Canada. Call that no. So no. So no. I haven't done what you did. Sorry. Yeah. You know, I was going to go in 2020, okay. but obviously the pandemic happened and couldn't go. Excuses. Mm-hmm. Excuses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you wanted to hop the border, dude, I mean, you could have done it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Trudeau might have been I watching. Mean, in the middle of the night, are they really watching, you know? Nah. Come on. Is there a wall up there? Not where I went through. No. Come on, you know. <laughs> it's I mean. it's just North North Dakota. That's how I kept explaining it. Yeah. Like if someone asked me, it going it just didn't change. Yeah. It just, just didn't change. Just flowed right into Canada. ten hours of a drive. I just had the same scenery. Yeah. So. Did the kilometers per hour throw you off while you were driving? I mean, no. It's on your little speedometer. It says what it, it is. It changes. Oh. Oh. No. Well, no yeah. There's a little like yeah. our speedometers have. Kilometers. Oh, yeah. But you did not know this. I guess I didn't pay attention. Sure. What do you think the other numbers were? <laughs> just psi. <laughs> Damn, yeah. tires are running at a hundred psi right now. <laughs> yeah, that was a really drive good joke. Faster the psi goes up. That was a really good joke. I'm proud of you. Um, yeah. yeah. Sixty miles per hour though on all the roads I went on. Sixty miles per hour. Yep. Yeah, hundred kilometers. Sixty okay. miles. Got it. Yeah. Screw that. Brutal, dude. Yeah. It'll be fine. What do you mean by when you say the roads are bad, by the way? They were god-awful. Like paved roads are bad? Yes. I Halfway, it was. I was five hours into Canada. He's picturing him 10 hours into a drive in his little car. Oh, I'll... <laughs> five hours on my... Just Quabby Cauda. Quabby Cauda. On, on my way back from Canada to the border, it's like a five-hour drive. I spent three hours at, on gravel roads because the paved roads were so bad. <laughs> I guarantee you we're going to be in the car on the way with Cardi and be like, take this right. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you where the... Take this right. Yeah. There, you don't want to be over here. There is two... <laughs> <laughs> He's in the backseat like this. I'm going to take melatonin to knock out. <laughs> Fuck you guys. You no, stopped bro. doing that yet or what? No. Um... <laughs> There is Carter. So it got to quit the melatonin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's in uh, the, it's all like flat North Dakota, but there's on my way there was two like big ravines or whatever. One of them I didn't catch it. There was like a thirty kilometer per hour sign. Didn't see it. Nice. Yeah. Did you get so, pulled over? No, I didn't see one cop. But I was okay. going sixty, and there was this table. I don't know the size of it. There was that size of chunk out of the paved road. So I hit it with my car, threw me threw me into the other lane, almost <laughs> went off. It was bad. Uh, yeah. So there's no other car coming, but it would have been head on if it was. But I've yeah. heard of a lot of uh, moose hits up in Canada. Really? Oh, people smoke. Where out of a cornfield? No, like on the road. Why are there moose in areas where there's cornfields though? Why are the deer? They, they eat. Do you, do you follow uh, Corey Mulhair on Instagram? I think 
I think so. Midwest Flyways does. I know that. But um, he sees moose all the time in North Dakota. Cornfield, 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 moose. Those things look like aliens. Have you ever seen one in person? Yeah, of course. They're ginormous. Yeah, they're humongous. They're huge. Like I saw them on the roadside in, in Alaska, and we were like 20 feet from one can- in uh, Dude, Colorado like the top of their brothers. back is like eight feet tall. Oh, I'm aware. It's ridiculous. So when he they're posts these on his stories, I'm just like, oh my God. They're dangerous. They're very aggressive. Oh, good. Yeah, you didn't know that? No. Nah. Oh, they're super aggressive. Like dude. territorial? Yeah, or, territorial. Like, is it a rut thing, or like is it just in general? If you're walking, I don't know, as far as I know, if you're walking on a trail and you see a moose or a moose is coming for your trail or whatever, <laughs> get the fuck out of the way, dude. That moose will hit you. Did you know they have elk up in Saskatchewan too? Yeah. Yeah, I knew that. I heard one. Really? Yeah. Like a bugle? Yeah, it was bugling. I had the window open when I was going to bed and heard one. And then the owners of the outfitter, uh, they shot one the day before, or the, yeah, the second day of our hunt because it was their open. Was it a nice one? No, it was like, it's his kid shot it for meat. It was like a young cow or whatever nice that's crazy dude yeah. elk is so good yeah it, it tastes so meat's good. unbelievable yeah. it's cool yeah i remember actually being at the cabin and your dad used to have elk especially i remember was from the first Pete. time we had elk breakfast sausage oh yeah that blew my mind that shit will so fuck you up for life dude yeah <laughs> that'll make you want to hunt an elk mike is hunting an elk of course he is he should yeah. he lives in colorado yeah Damn, yeah. dude, because, like, resident tags don't cost shit. No, very cheap. And he lives right by him. Yeah. So, like, go ahead. Yeah, it's, like, 30 minutes into the mountain. Yeah, I really uh, I really want to shoot a deer this year. I think I'm going to get an out-of-state tag and shoot one of my parents' plays. Just for the meat? Yeah, just for the meat. And also, I just want to I just want to see what it's like. Sure. You know, just grab my dad's bow and just schlock the first one that comes across me. I, sure. I honestly don't care. Just like yeah. take a doe out of the herd. Have you never shot a deer? No, I've shot at three of them, and uh, it was because my dad's a Ming and didn't realize that you can't have a choke tube when you're shooting a slug. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fourteen. <laughs> I'm fourteen shooting at a buck. I watched Connor shoot his. When? When we went on uh, deer opener with Connor and his dad. Oh, you were with him, huh? Me and him were like probably 40, 40 yards apart in different stands. Oh, you saw a drop? Yeah, yeah. I watched him shoot it nice. right out of the tree. Yeah. I mean, the, the yeah, the deer walked right in front of him, and I heard the deer, and obviously did like kind of the slow turn look, and Connor just mounted up did and he shot mar- the deer. Connor, did he, what did he, did he map? No. No, he so just I love shot that shit. Just bam. It's so funny. I've shot two or three, and it's, fun but i i think waterfall is more fun just being with people right but yeah 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 like if i say to myself i'm gonna go deer hunting today yeah and shoot a deer today i guarantee you it's a fucking blast but if you try to spend all season chasing one buck yeah that you see on your 40 cams yeah yeah. i i guess i can understand like if it's your property and you kind of like groom that deer yeah I can understand for the guys that take an ATV out and spend 30 minutes before each night, you know, they're just checking checking cams or moving a salt lick or whatever, you know, you're, I mean, whatever. Yeah. Don't sound very educated on it, but <laughs> I'm not. Take an ATV out the night before, <laughs> check no, the no, trail no, cams. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not saying the night before you shoot one. I'm saying if it was on your property and I said, what I said was you could take an ATV out every night for 30 minutes or so could be working on a you know food plot or whatever oh if it was like on your land that makes more sense and you're spending 30 night 30 minutes end of your night you know 7 p.m take it for a ride you need to go check food plots check check your cameras whatever and then as the season approaches you know you're at home yeah go out and hunt a few times for sure all right we're gonna do this new segment presented by outlaw beer where we're gonna talk about some stories that we've made some you know, we have some funny stories from drinking. It's questionable. Sure. Questionable judgment. Questionable judgment. We call it liquid courage. Liquid courage. You know, where yeah. you do some dumb stuff. Absolutely. So okay. I won't say what time of my life this was at. Okay. However, um, a group of us guys were together and we were up in Duluth and we were so dumb, but we were like jumping on the rocks on Lake Superior and we grabbed a case of beer and we went out there and we had like a bottle of liquor or something too. And one of us got the idea to 
brand ourselves for no reason. Wow. For no reason. Like, hey, you know what? We should brand ourselves. Wow. And we're all like, absolutely. Wow. We should absolutely you guys were do this. Drunk. This is uh the best idea I've ever heard in my life. And so now we're on this rock in the middle of this great lake. I like have so many questions. Yeah. Like why so the what fuck we, are so, you in the lake? So what we did is we went back to the hotel room, put together several clothes hangers, and formed a brand. And now a clothes hanger brand? Yeah. Of what? I can't remember. Mine didn't stay. My brand didn't stay. But I did get branded. No, you didn't get branded then. Yes, I did. No, it, it just, it just didn't work. Burned. It didn't work. You got burned, yeah. Didn't work. It blistered up and everything. But anyway, you were okay, getting right, No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So then we went back to the hotel room. We're all like giggling and we're not uh, supposed to like let other people hear us. So we're, we were hammered. Yeah. We're like, oh God. So one of us got caught and they had to stay back. Caught by who? Don't worry about it. <laughs> Don't worry about it. So then we went back out to the rock, and this is a giant rock. I mean, like, the size of this basement. Why are you in Duluth? <laughs> we were there with a bunch of buddies. You've left so many details out of right. the story. It's an undisclosed right. time in my Fuck. life. Yeah. So we went out to this giant rock, and we had built a fire. Some fucking now, shit right here, dude. So we built this fire, and then we decide to make a song regarding the time we were there. And we called it Skin Butt Mountain. Absolute nonsense. Absolute nonsense. And we're all singing it as we're branding each other. <laughs> it was absolute nonsense. It was absolute nonsense. But that just popped into my head right before we did the segment. And I'm just like, oh, I should talk about Skin Butt Mountain. And then none of us could sit on the way home. And they're all like, what's wrong? I'm like, don't worry about it. We branded our butts, you know, Skin Butt Mountain. <laughs> Let's hear your story, Kyle. Here's a great story for you guys. So one time at band camp, um, me and Jay Mole, as he hates to be called, Jake Molner, and some other guys that we're buddies with. This is in college, and I wasn't, I don't think I was 21. Oops. And (laughs) we had had decided that we were going to go to a movie that night Mm. with some girls and some friends and whatever. And there was a big group of us. I think it was like 15 or 20 of us. And we go to the movie theater. But before we go, we decided we should finish a bottle of Kraken. Ooh. So me and I Kraken's think bad. three other guys or four other guys, we finished a bottle of Kraken. So at this point, we are heavily inebriated. And we go to the theater and we're watching um, Marvel, a Marvel movie. I can't remember. I think it was Avengers. Iron Man or some shit. Some shit. And I'm not really a Avengers, Iron Man. Like, I don't really watch. I don't like those type of movies that much. Right. So I really couldn't care less. And I think I'd probably had, who knows? Everyone knows I like to exaggerate how much alcohol I've drank. So let's say like 15 to 30 shots at this point. No, so, I've seen you do it. So it's real. So let's just say I've had 30 shots, which you can cut in half or a third, but too many, right? So I'm, I'm definitely too drunk. And me and my buddy Jordan... Uh, who was my roommate at the time. Do you remember Jordan? Jay West? Um, shout out Jay West. We were very hot in the movie theater. And so me and Jay Mole and Jay West, we became shirtless in the movie theater. Not a good sight. So there's <laughs> all of us starting to get shirtless in the back. Mm-hmm. And at this point, we were too drunk mm. to be at the movie. Mm. And we're quickly realizing that. <laughs> So it's probably, I think we went to the late showing. It was like a 9 p.m. showing at like maybe an hour into this movie. Me and Jordan and Jake are like, we cannot stay here. (laughs) So we decided it was time to leave. So we walk out of the theater. And at this time, we're walking out of the theater. And they've got, as you guys know, the massive 10-foot posters. Yeah. You know the 3D cardboard cutout posters that stand 10 feet tall and they're they're mounted there? Mm -hmm. Yep. So we decided we were going to go out the side door because we just couldn't stand to be in this fucking theater any longer. Right. And as we're on the way out the side door, conveniently, a 10-foot Madagascar poster is there. Um, <laughs> that's when Madagascar had first come out. <laughs> Massive Madagascar cardboard cutouts. King Julian. Huge. And we had, essentially, we knew we were going to be walking for a while. All right? Took the poster. 
Uh, we took the poster. <laughs> of course. <clears throat> this thing legit was like four and a half, five feet wide, like 10 feet tall. And I actually have a, I have a picture of it on my phone that uh, is of Jake with this poster. There it is. And I will show the camera now. That's ginormous. <laughs> <laughs> the best part about us taking this poster is... I mean, this is a 3D poster, guys. Like, you can see the bottom, like, juts out. This thing is, like, this wide, this deep in the back. You know, it's it's humongous. We're so dumb. And the worst part is, we have no fucking ride. So now, we're standing outside the theater with a 10-foot-tall, 4-foot-wide, <laughs> big cardboard, 3D cardboard poster. And we're like, what are we going to do with this thing that we just stole? So, you know what we did? We walked. On the fucking highway, on the side of the highway, holding the Madagascar poster is really like a county road. Yeah. You know, but cars go 60. <laughs> it's like the speed limit. And we're walking dead ass right down the road, carrying a Madagascar poster. Jake in the front, me in the back, two manning this poster, just carrying it all the way up a hill. We walked with this thing on like main roads, cars passing us and honking and everything. Mm. For probably, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes. It was like a mile and a half walk back to our buddy's house. And we got to our buddy's house and we put it in his garage and we were taking pics with it and we were all pumped up and had too many drinks in us. And then he came outside. He's like, what the fuck are you guys doing with this poster? He's from Louisiana. He's like, where the hell am I going to store this and blah, blah, blah. And then he told his mom that night and his mom owned the house. It was a super nice house. She called and she was just ripping us all apart. She's like, "You dumbasses are walking on the side of the road with a poster and blah blah." And the fun ended so fucking fast, dude. It <laughs> ended so fast. It's just terrible. I remember I had to get a ride home. I was too drunk. We had this big poster we had to figure out what we were going to do with the next day. It's a whole thing, but man, I'll never forget walking around right on the main road, people driving by and we have like a 10-foot Madagascar poster. Oof. Absolutely hilarious. That's wild. Yeah. I love that stuff, though. Yeah. There's just something about, like, we shouldn't do this. Yeah. But we had a couple of drinks. Ooh. A couple of drinky Ooh. It's not, like, harmful things. No. You know? You know, Joey just almost got a brand, and we took I a little poster. I did get branded, dude. Well, you can't It just probably wasn't hot enough. Or, yeah, deep enough or whatever. Right. Yeah. I definitely so, squirmed. When so I the got point it. of this, the moral of these stories is: if you're going to take a big poster from the movie theater, have a getaway car, and if you're <laughs> going to get a brand, make sure it's not out of a coat hanger or it won't work. True, <clears throat> it should be thicker steel. It needs to be th- thicker steel, not so a shitty aluminum. If you're going on a trip with your buddies and you think that there could be any branding, I would just recommend bringing with some corrugated rod of some kind, you know, or some kind of steel rod that you could bend into a cool brand. Right. Right. Yeah. Just probably don't drink on your senior trip. You know? Yeah. <laughs> please also please drink responsibly. <laughs> yeah, do drink responsibly cuz we're dumb. Guys, this podcast is brought to you by First Light. Now, I might kill Carter today. Yeah. But it's not I might kill Carter, but it's not today. How about that? That's there how I know. meant to say it. Yeah. However, it's sponsored by First Light, and one of the coolest things about being uh, working with First Light is the fact that we are testing out some of the new stuff coming out, and we get to give our input on it on how to make it better for everybody else. Because I can't tell you how many times I wore Banded, Sitka, Avery, um, every other damn brand out there, and I'm like, I wish someone would have changed this. They would have changed that. And now we finally get the opportunity to do that with a brand that is just incredible and they actually care. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Joey and I really just, one of the biggest things was just finding a company that was really committed to the future of the waterfall aspect and what, what our clothing can do for us in the field. And first light has a huge history of making some of the best wool products for hunters, especially in big game. And they're translating that to waterfowl, which is an unbelievable thing for all of us. So, so check out some of the new stuff firstlight.com a lot of the pieces that joey and i like a lot are already on the website but i can't tell you how cool it is some of the stuff that's coming out that we're also working on behind the scenes it's pretty dope yeah it's pretty dope and you guys are really gonna like it in years to come but go check them out carter i do want you to know please keep this in the podcast because of taste you do have i just want you to know it's harder for joey and i to want to do the things you think we should do. Yeah, because you're 40. That's the difference. 
Mm, nope. I'm not. Shave about 10 years off of that. And on top of that, add Still. a whole lot of taste, brother. We Still. this this table over here, this is a very tasteful table. A couple okay. of handsome gentlemen at this table. Not only also, that, but if you just, add your ages, you're a senior citizen. If if I go to a wedding with Joey, I know that he will look good. I know that he won't have the the chicken. He will have the steak. Are you are you saying I, I didn't know. look good in the wedding that I was just well, in? Is that what you're saying? Well. Really? No, no, I'm really? not. Okay. I, okay. No, Carter. No, I, it's all right. It's no, all right. no, I'm nope. saying I didn't. I didn't, actually, right. I'll be honest. I didn't see what you wore. Uh-huh. I'm just saying huh. when you came to Joey's wedding, <laughs> I didn't dress myself. What did you wear that night? You wore a polo, a shirt. I'm just gonna throw this out there for Shorts, you. Shorts, yeah. Guys, me and you, like our size. Yeah. Don't wear polos, bud. Yeah, that's fine. I didn't only dress place myself. you should wear a polo is on a golf course. Every other time in your life, you want to wear a button down. That's just facts. Joey, tell him. He's right. The buttons down the center, they take away from us being fat. That's a good thing for me and you. To be honest, I didn't have a button down. I understand, Carter. I'm just telling you, but in general, this table over here, tasteful. We understand that stuff. We understand cultural <laughs> foods, the, the way you serve you know, different <laughs> people, the way that you... <laughs> The way that you care for things, you know, how do you, how do you cut and smoke a cigar? You know, the little things, the finer details of life. You, you just have a lot to learn in those categories so far. And you're young. So you have yeah. That. And that's I'm okay. not 90. Yeah. Yep. And Carter, we're not 90. I'm not offended by the fact that I'm 31 years old. You should be. I'm not. Should I'm be. not. I'm not. I'm, I'm in the middle age of between may, <laughs> between being wise and being young still. You know, that's it's a great time of the life. The world actually. is still our oyster. 100%. Okay, whereas you oh, yeah. will still be living in an apartment By, in hey, St. Cloud at 30. The scary Hopefully. part is... And <laughs> <laughs> that was a little far. Have you seen my new apartment? I know. That was a little far. You that was a little far. Actually, I don't like it. It was just there. a joke. It's just mean. Cut it. No. Cut that part out, Carter. No. All right, now you're going to be in trouble. Good. Because I have taste, and I'm telling you to cut something that's not tasteful. And this is where, remember I said earlier, me and him aren't going to listen to you when you try and talk about things that require taste. So anyway, now that we've beat this dead fucking horse, Carter, change your hair. It's going to be okay. You know what you should do? Um, where You get it at Great Clips. Yeah, where yep. do you get your hair? Cut? Stop going to Great Clips. Yeah, No, it's cheap. I know, but stop. No, it's cheap. You want to know how to get better hair? Stop going to Great Clips. I don't want to know how to get better hair. You, you just keep telling me how right. to get better And I'm hair. doing it for you. I'm engaged. I'm fine. Jeez. Do it for your fiance. She's that's, fine. That's a bad Carter, way to think about it. That's Yeah, that, that logic will get you in trouble down the road. That will get you in trouble when you're 35. Mm-hmm. That's a mm-hmm. long ways away. It's closer than you think, pal. Watch them years creep up on you, brother. The thing is, if we're this cool by 30 and you're this <laughs> not cool by 20, isn't that scary what you're going to be like at 30? Yeah. yeah. Let me put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. You're you already to... saying it's fine at 20. Yeah. You imagine when you're 30. Imagine. I, I don't care about my hair. That's all that it is. <sighs> okay. It's other things. Woof. You wearing a tackle warehouse shirt? No, <laughs> I'm not. What's that one say? He's wearing a big owl yeah. shirt. Okay. Tackle warehouse is packed for Canada. Just for you, buddy. <laughs> Unbelievable. You have two of those, right? No, just one. Damn, you wear it that much. That you know what's time. funny is I we have, have a <laughs> we have a shot list for uh Grant. Yep. And I have a bunch of you in the shot list. Why? But yeah. what do you mean why? Why? Look at you. What? <laughs> I, I'm I'm bringing my first light. I'll look good. No, I know. That's part of it, but also, yeah. Look can you, at you. Can you cover your face? Like when we need to get permission from an Amish community, <laughs> you're going. <laughs> yeah, you're going. Yeah, <laughs> and that's fine. Hey there, uh, I haven't had my hair cut. I'm from years, one of the southern tribes. I cut my own hair. <laughs> <laughs> None of that electric shit. Don't worry. I'm using head trimmers. It's not even that bad. <laughs> I'm using hedge trimmers. Don't worry about it. I put a hat on my head bud backwards, and then it just cuts straight across. All right. Now we're just right. being mean. <laughs> it's accurate, but it's mean. So, <laughs> just, yeah. No, it's unbelievable. He's going to fucking quit. Um, this, is how you get, this is how you find out, though, if they're sticking around. You know what I mean? It's like a yeah. construction job site. 
That's true. Just make you feel like shit. Just see if you can just, Are you going to stay Beat his or? dick into the dirt. Yeah. Here you go, man. Why yeah, are you doing just, this, huh? Was that clay? You like this job, you <laughs> fucking piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's actually how it is. Um. Anyway, Joe, I have a couple questions for you about opener. You ready? Okay. Can I hit you with them? Yeah. All right. What do you think could have gone better on Saturday? Uh, honestly, the only thing that really could have gone better on Saturday is uh, where we set up, uh, just because we had no backdrop. I only have two panels. Mm-hmm. And so we had the panels out towards the front, and so when the ducks were kind of being shy and finicky, which was wild for a duck opener, they would fly tall, and then they could see behind us. Yeah. So we have all these like tree limbs and shit in front of us, and then they get... 50 yards up, and they're like, E, I don't like it. Yeah. And then when we switched and our backdrop were trees behind us, we were good. Well, I was looking on OnX before we went out there, trying to like figure out kind of the situation in terms of coverage. Yeah. Which it was pretty, it was kind of tough to tell because you can't tell how big the trees in that spot are. And they're like really actually like small little bushes. But from the overhead, they kind of look like trees. Yeah. So when I was looking at it, I'm like zooming in and out and trying to use like crop layers just to see like because you can see too like what type of trees things are mm-hmm. like whether it's deciduous or coniferous or whatever you can tell all that stuff anyway um <laughs> it was pulling up zero data whatsoever i'm like what the fuck is this mm-hmm. but when we got there it 100 percent made sense and turned out to be a great hide um were you shocked by the lack of big ducks on the first day yeah man they're so Carter, we we went out there. I went out there Wednesday night and scouted Thursday, Friday all day, and uh, all the ducks were on uh, WPAs, WMAs, and none were on the slough. Yep. So naturally, I'm like freaked out, and then I'm thinking, well, Minnesota hunting pressure will push them around, and especially that area. Right, but the first day there was not a whole lot of pressure. Really? Which was weird. Yeah. Like, we heard some shots, but they're all behind us on the Dude, public lake. way less than I thought we would hear. Mm-hmm. Normally, that road heading south is just lined with trucks with people bringing their canoes into that. Oh, that's what I'm saying. I think, it was, I think the it was right. the weather, dude. I think it was, like, partially because of how freaking rainy it was. Oh. And we had, like, storms, and then I think people thought they were going to get dumped on that day. Well, that's never stopped people in the past, which is... Why? I mean, duck opener is duck opener, dude. It rained so hard the night before. Yeah. And then I think people were like, uh. Yeah, well, well, anyway, well, like you were asking, the amount of mallards and pintails in the area was like a lot. Like a lot, a lot. And there was like 400 sitting on this one slough really close to it. And I'm pretty sure it's like part public and part private. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're all sitting on the private on this little mud flat. And there was like 400 plus mallard sleeping with one leg up i'm like damn we're gonna fucking smoke the big ducks and it didn't get hunted we didn't hear one shot and so i'm just like oh shit and then second day they were everywhere everywhere we saw so many mallards but i was really surprised because we saw a lot of teal we saw a decent amount of wood ducks at first light but um no we shot mainly teal and then we probably shot like six seven Spoonies, mallards, widgeon. Yeah, we had like a like little that. quick little mixed bag for somebody. Mm-hmm. And a merg. Yeah. And a merg. Go. <laughs> Got the one merg. I think committed hard. Yeah, no, that no thing questions. had a death wish. It was kamikaze. And then Q-tip shot it at eight feet. Yeah. <laughs> the few times I've hunted that area, I think I've always shot a spoonie. Yeah. There always is a few just there. And I'm about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love shooting spoonies, dude. Yeah. I don't care what anyone says. They taste delicious. They taste so good. And when they're fully plumed out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they taste delicious. I think they're pretty decent to eat, but I don't think they're like one of the better ducks. They're in the same family as the teal. Yeah, I don't think they're one of the better ducks, I said. Every time that I've cleaned them, the, the breast is so tender, you know? Yeah. I think they taste great. I don't think, like I said, I don't think they taste bad, but I don't. Th- I think I would... Rather eat a teal, a pintail, a mallard. Maybe before that. Maybe if we get a decent mixed bag up in Canada, could do a little yeah. taste test. That's video true. comparison. That might actually be kind of cool. Taste test with you two. Yeah, and see what it is. Yeah, you take a guess and yeah, I'm gonna fail that. Me too. Yeah, real bad. I'm gonna fail though. that. It'd You're talking big now about what's good. Then Are you? Uh, were you um, seeing a lot of teal up there? Zero. 
I don't think we saw one teal that I can remember. Just nice. mostly mostly pintails and mallards. Nice. Saw some widge. There was, a, there was one really nice widge that <laughs> They're all over. in Minnesota, dude. All the teal. Yeah. <laughs> Got all the teal. What's wild is the day before our teal opener, I uh, heard that they were a shitload in Louisiana. Yep. That same day, and I'm like, what? It's so early. Yeah, so they early. They're moving. Right. <laughs> but um, what would you say was the biggest success of the weekend? Biggest, biggest success was uh, hunting-wise. <laughs> I mean, the coolest part of the weekend was shooting those mallards on the public lake. Unreal. It was so sick. We got so freaking lucky, Carter. Like, it was like 10 minutes of sunshine. And the and ducks the just sun just did it. peeked right through a little gap. Yep. And the ducks, like, I mean, we probably had that sun for two minutes. And then there was like a big group of mallards. Started barking oh. at them. They worked around and around and around. And then they gave it up at the last second. It was just like, oh, kill them. <laughs> it felt so good. I instantly perfect. screamed after I saw three drop. And I'm like, yes, dude. That was the perfect kill shot. Was that in the video? practiced all weekend. What's that? Was that in the video? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Oh, no, it's not in the opener video. That's that was day two. No, we used it as a reel. Okay. Yeah, we have some reels and stuff. but But no, no. But like... Just the fact that that was the first time I'd ever hunted an opener without yeah. birds on the water. Like, there were 20 on the lake, you know, or on the slough. It feels like a lake. It's huge. But I was I was very nervous. Like, oh, shit. Like, there's probably no ducks coming back here right away in the morning. We're solely relying on pressure. Oof. But it worked out. Worked out just fine. I it heard- worked out just fine. I heard uh, through the rumor mill, Joey, were you the shot caller of the day? Yeah, I had two bad shot calls each, or one bad shot call each day. Heard through the rumor mill, it wasn't it wasn't just one or two. No, it was one each day. I only had one. Okay. okay. And, I'll, and I'll admit that all day. I'll consult my sources afterwards. Who were you talking to? Uh, the rumor mill. There's no specific. Is that next to the puppy mill or... <laughs> No, it is next to the cat mill. Oh, say? the cat mill. Mm-hmm. Carter knows a lot cats. about that. The kitty cat piss. <laughs> uh, pissing on the cat. <laughs> um, yeah, I, the rumor mill. <laughs> we, <laughs> I oh Gavin, I went to the for sure Gavin too. Um, I'd have to agree partially with the rumor. There was, I think, there was more than one bad shot call on the first day. Second day, I didn't actually notice really any bad shot calls personally well here's what ben i have to say adler about that. had a personal own terrible shot call did he tell you about that i saw it okay it was very funny i saw it geese were banking in yeah and then he lost his shit bad. lost yeah. his shit and took a shot at 45 yards yeah. and then lost the goose <laughs> so yeah. stupid <laughs> here's what i have to say about bad shot calls right um you can talk shit I when you are the shot caller. I thought you were going to say something about a Ligma policy. <laughs> <laughs> I could. I could refer you to the Ligma policy. Yeah. But also, I don't know why, but every time we hunt, I'm the shot caller. Right. Right? And so... You did it you, though, No one anointed you that. Naturally, I am. I don't know why. I never give myself the shot caller. Sure. I never say, hey, guys, I'm going to call the shot. Ever. Yeah, yeah. But everyone's like, who's calling the shot? Joey? No one even said that, actually, on this hunt. It was just they became in, and Joey just called it. Right. No one said, who's calling the shot? None of that. It was just, here they come. Joey's on the end. So Joey's you guys calling. listening to the podcast here, mm-hmm. who normally calls the shot in your group? Is it the person with the most experience? Is it the person who scouted the birds? Is it the person who got permission on the field? Now, on that day... Typically, in my experience, it's the person in the middle. So in that day, all of those were me. Right? Were they me? Did I scout it? Yep. Did I get permission? Yes. And do I have the most experience in the group? No. Yes, I do. Well. I have more experience than Wade. Sure. Plain and simple. He started hunting when he was like 19. You can't say, though, that you have the most experience when you hunted from like four to eight, then quit, and then hunted again. Four to eight. I stopped hunting when I was like 16 and started again when I was 19, 20. 
What did I learn when I was four? A lot. Yeah. Do you remember being four? Hundred percent. Do you remember being four, Carter? I don't you remember have, like, being vivid 18. memories of being four. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I no, remember my... little bits and pieces. Like I remember like a moment with my dad at a baseball game, but I don't. Re- I couldn't tell you like when I was four. My dad told me that if I went to the ball game and I brought my glove and I went through this at gate, then I would like you don't retain like meaningful information when you're four. Mm. You have like core memories, you know. It'd be like me and dad at a game. You're not like I learned how to. Throw a baseball when I was four. No, you were like hucking a ball around in the yard when you were four. You you might have learned some fundamentals at like twelve mm. and fourteen, but like till then you're just fucking trying. Anyway, all I anyway. know is that my first memory I was a year and a half years old, and I didn't know I was a year and a half until I told my dad about the memory. He's like, "You were literally under two years old." Uh, well, knowing your dad's memory, that's also. And then I talked to Grady about it, and he goes. You were young, dude. You were barely walking. That's crazy. So well, you have a better I'm, memory than me. What I'm getting at is you're going to be the shot caller in Canada. It's not my hunt. You're going to be the shot caller in Canada. We'll, we'll see. If I'm in the middle and people want me to be the shot caller, I will. And then I'm going to fucking scared. roast you. I won't call a bad shot, so it won't be a problem. There you <laughs> go. How many times have you been the shot caller, though? Many times. Many times? Yeah. Has it sure. worked out every time? Or have you made mistakes too? I've made mistakes. Okay. Yep. Just want to make sure. Yeah. I don't think... I don't know if... Yeah. You ever made a bad shot call? No, I have, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And what was the reason for the bad shot call is my question. Well, it can be many different Excitement, things. Excitement. A lot of the time death for me, perception. A lot of the time it's because if you're in a certain spot and you're hunting with a group of like 12, it could be a good time for you to shoot, but maybe the other end of the blind feels a little frustrated about the time at which you called it. Right. So there's some aspects to that, which is why it's advantageous to have the person in the middle of the, of the people do it mm. or to place whoever's going to do it in the middle. But yeah, that's all you got. Well, we're all human, Joe. I'm not right. saying, I'm not saying anyone's perfect here. But I have we all absolutely make made many bad shot calls. Mm. Okay. The one, it was only shocking because <laughs> you are so experienced that it was like an excitement bad shot call. <laughs> right. was, that was very shocking. <laughs> Not that it was like, I'm on the end, so I don't know that you guys have a bad shot. It was just like premature ejaculation. You know, you're like, ah! Yeah. It's the first of the year, dude. Right. That's what you get from me. But and the second day, my my one bad shot call, um, I was falling, and I look up, and I look at the birds, and I'm like, oh, shit. Uh, kill him, you know. And I then I hear Wade I go, "Come on, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, fuck the you, and moaning. fuck you, yeah, dude. Yeah. You call the shot." Then it was very funny too, because like when we were hunting the first day, some of the rumor mill was like, <laughs> you know, that was a bad. And I'm like, Bud, he knows it was bad shot call. I don't have to tell him. Hey, by the way, when we had that one group, you did call that bad. <laughs> like, obviously, he wishes he had that back, dude. Let's mm. just let him move on. It's gonna be fine. Right. Yeah, but Been some people they time. wanna they wanna hash it out for too long. Right. Well, and it's usually when you're really good friends with the people, or you right. don't know them at all. Correct. You know. Yeah. It's one of the two. It's never acquaintances. It's never like, oh, I've known him for like a week. Oh, yeah. we'll let it slide. You know, like if you know the guy, like enough to where like you have playful banter yeah you might be like hey man let him get a little bit closer you're not gonna be like what the fuck was that (laughs) what the fuck are you serious dude those are 55 yards out there yeah what are we doing here that to guides though oh yeah yeah. (laughs) crazy oh yeah um dude before i forget don't stop i have to say this i've been thinking about it forever and i can't can't forget it. You can. I said on X earlier. Yeah. And it made me think. Don't forget to use our code MWF twenty. Mm-hmm. It's twenty percent off. Okay. Sorry. That's literally all I had. I just knew if we if I didn't say it now, I'd forget about it. Just say it right now. I just did. There you go. You said don't let me forget. Like this is off the record. What? <laughs> right. Did it feel like that was off the record? Yeah. Oh. My beat. No, it's supposed to be on the record, dog. <laughs> you know, what motherfuckers I'm with guts like yours is definitely on, on the, the cheeseburgers, cheeseburgers. Randy. 
Unbelievable. No, on the record, MWF20 gets you 20% off. On X. On X. There you go. Yes. Might be. Speaking of on X, we have to re-up our membership. I already did. Oh, good for Took you. Take care of that. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. For you, actually. And for me. Yeah. Yeah, Cal, and, Cal and I actually share an on X. It's, it's way better. It's so, so good. Yeah. It's not like, hey, man, I'm going to send you this pin. It's like yeah. we have it. Yeah, it's on there. You know, I it's trust better. Cal that he's not going to go out and hunt these spots without me. Right. And so it's like, here, man, look at all of my pins across the United States. Yep. Go ahead. Exactly. So, guys, we're going to have some unbelievable content coming from Canada. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I am so excited. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 shit, I cannot even tell you how excited I am. We're going to have like 500 ducks in our face. I don't know, bitch. I can't in our believe face. It. And you already know it's going to be in Canada. We're going to be hunting with uh, Born and Raised. It's going to be so much fun. Check it out. We're both going to experience Canada for the first time. Stay tuned. You're going to see Quabby Cotta on yes. camera because oh, he's yeah. not filming the cinematic. Grant Tony is. Carter's going to be taking photos and making reels for us. So, guys, it's going to be an incredible journey for us. Are we going to kill each other? Yeah. Yeah. Is it going to be fun? Yeah. Absolutely. Are we going to get stopped at the border for some stupid reason? Yeah. Knock on wood. Take that bag, actually. Thanks for listening, guys. Check out our other channels. We'll see you guys soon. Hey, one more thing, by the way. One more thing? 